What up, Snapback fam? Welcome back to another episode of the Snapback Sports Pod. On this episode, we preview the NBA bubble. The NBA is back. Let's go. We talk about who's going to grab that eighth seed, who's going to make it to the finals, and who are the sleeper teams for the restart. We also rank our top three players outside of the top five guys in the NBA. You got to hear our rankings for that. And then we talk a little MLB and NFL situation with the whole coronavirus. For those who are new, make sure you hit the follow button on Spotify. Make sure you hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Our podcast is a sports group chat. I'm Jack. My co-host is Abe. And we talk sports the way you consume them like a sports group chat. Quick update for our returning listeners. Every week we update the weekly listenership. This week, we're down once again, just a little bit to 2766. So I guess you guys don't love baseball and lacrosse. That's all right. The interview with Paul Rabel was spectacular, so I'm glad we did it. But now our numbers are about to skyrocket. Remember, the goal is 5,000 listeners per week. And with the NBA back, we are ready to roll. New app. Let's get it. Worldwide. International. What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settlement from Snapback Sports. Joining me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? We made it. <laughs> we did make we it. We are back. The NBA is back as you're listening to this today. Um, you'll probably listen to this at, what, 6 a.m. Eastern time, because that's what everyone does at 6 a.m., which means 12 and a half hours from right this second. The Utah Jazz and the New Orleans Pelicans will be tipping off. Is there anything else that's on my mind other than the fact that I actually won a giveaway? <laughs> you did win a giveaway, not for me. Me and Jack are going. I'm rocking this dope sweatshirt Abe got me for my birthday. That's what's on my mind. But let's Is it get a sweatshirt or a jacket. Yeah, it's sweatshirt jacket hoodie. It has all the components. Also feels like it would pockets. do well in the rain. Has pockets as pockets. well. Uh, yeah, with zippers. Oh, Just an elite, well. elite well. sweatshirt all around. And it's Under Armour. It's really dope. It's the combine well. gear. Yeah, I figured you Maryland apologists would love the Under Armour. I, I did like it. Uh, you know what I don't get? <laughs> yes. No other no other state in the entire country loves their flag as much as people from Maryland. Like I couldn't tell you what the it's New a dope Jersey flag looks like. I'm not a I'm you. not a Maryland flag. I'm talking lover, like every dope. Maryland kid, yes. every kid from Maryland that goes to like a Big Ten college school has it in their dorm room up, which is such a boner thing to do. <laughs> It's a state Abe flag. coming in with weird energy to start the morning. I'm going to bring the good energy. The NBA is back, and Abe and I are going to preview the NBA bubble. Eight games are going to be played over the next few weeks, and then we're going to hop into a playoff system. If any team is within four games back, it's four, correct? Not three. Four games back four. of the eight seeds. So. Does that does that make it four and you're in, or three and a half? Over under three and a half, or I, over under four? I believe it's within four. You get a chance to play the eight seed two times. You would have to beat them twice to get the honor in playing the Lakers or the Bucks. So it's not too enticing. Follow up question: yeah. Is there going to be like a uh, because say that four teams from the West get in and they got to do this whole like mini tournament? Yeah. Is that going to be like a little hiatus in between the first round, or do you think like the East the Eastern will start? So this is what I originally thought, and it might be our fault or my fault for communicating Probably this to fault. the audience over the past few weeks. I have corrected myself since, but I guess you didn't pick up on it. I think it's only the closest team gets that chance to play the eight. 
It's it's the technical oh. nine seed, right? That's who gets to play it. So in the East, but why would they? Why would they? That okay? So that makes no sense. Why? Because the NBA phrased it that if you're within, why the four games is irrelevant. Then it's just who should be the nine seed. No, because if the nine, the nine seed isn't within four, then no one gets to play. Are you positive yes. about this? If the number nine seed is four games or fewer behind the number eight, then those teams will enter a play-in tournament, double elimination for the eight seed, single elimination. Are you for the reading nine that seed. on yes. something right now? Yes. Is it The Onion? It is SportingNews.com. So, let's discuss. In the East, do you think the Wizards have a chance to stay within four of the Magic? They are five and a half back right now. I mean, it's all about the schedule. Dude, they but... sent no one. Beals oh, not Bradley Beal's yeah, not even yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, oh, Our oh, boy no. Rui is there, though. Rui, Rui is there. And he's going to put up there. some big games. Look out for Rui. But I don't, think th- I don't think they make it. So I think the Magic are going to be pretty locked into the eight. Um, they got Jonathan Isaac back, so that could be interesting because he's Kevin Durant, Markell. but a better defender. They have Markel. They have Aaron Gordon. They have, like, actually funny pieces. Bamba put on 25 pounds. They, I could now – I said the Bucks would beat them 4 nothing by 20-plus points in every game. I think the Magic could now steal a game if the Bucks had enough. You're forgetting time. that – you are forgetting that the Magic were up 1-0 – Oh, I know. On the Raptors last year, I know. But that's Talking my Evan point. Fournier, it's like Aaron Gordon. They're, they're kind of tough. They have good and Vucevic as well. I didn't even mention Vucevic. Yeah. So in the West, here's where the standings lie. So obviously the Grizzlies are in that A spot. They're up three and a half games on three teams: Trailblazers, Pelis, Kings. Up four games on Derek White and the Spurs, and up six games on the Suns. Why were the Suns invited to this? I just cannot even comprehend that. Money. <laughs> like they're not Money. they're gonna have to pass the they're gonna have to pass one, two, three. They're gonna four have to go teams. eight now. Yeah, they're gonna have to be ridiculous and they're not that good. Ubre's out. So that kind of leaves us with four teams. Spurs are the furthest one. They're only a half game. Like we joked about it with Derek about how everyone's counting them out. Like until I looked at the standings right now, I didn't really conceptualize how they are literally a half game behind those four teams ahead of them or three teams. My ahead question of them. is like with this whole thing, what if the standings end up like they are in some capacity where three teams are three and a half games out? Yeah, I don't know up. what the tiebreaker is going to be. That's where it gets interesting. I, I, I would assume it goes to head to head matchups throughout the season, but I. Uh... Yeah, maybe, maybe or rock, paper, or head to head within the bubble. That could be interesting. See, it's... this is where the NBA needs to get creative. You have a perfect opportunity here. Like everyone's always asking. Like you see the internet graphics. Like who would win one on one? Yeah, I don't know. Let's put Dame and Zion up together one on one and play God. for the nine seed. <laughs> You're absurd. TV ratings would be off the charts, and that is what the Bro, NBA is going for. That would be electric. All right, who wins that? So Blazers, Pelis, Kings. Spurs. No, no. Answer my question. What one on one? Who wins the one on one? Dame Zion. Damian Lillard. Threes beat twos. Yeah, but Zion. <laughs> All right, who do you got out of those four teams? I'm rolling with the I'm rolling with the Trailblazers. The Pelicans have the easiest schedule left in the NBA. So and they were honestly one of the best teams offensive and defensively with Zion in those nineteen games. But when it comes down to it, this is playoff basketball. These like the the one through seven seeds aren't really gonna take these seeding games seriously, I don't think. But these are play, playoff games for the 8 through 9 seeds, 12 seeds, whatever. And I'm rolling with the superstars. Dame, CJ, they're getting Nurkic back. They're getting Zach Collins back. I'm not sure exactly who they're playing, but 
in this type of in this type of basketball where it's winner go home essentially i'm rolling with the, the superstars the king's young core is like pretty fun you know with fox and bagley i think bagley might be a little injured i don't he, think he's, they're he's very injured yeah i don't think they're gonna make that push so i'm knocking them out buddy buddy yeah buddy bogdanovich like they actually have a solid team uh it's just funny when we talk about like the top 13s 13 teams in the west and they all have like solid teams and then you look at the east and like the knicks are in the top 13 and they're just like so bad um i'm gonna go as far to say that not only will the blazers win the nine seed but they will beat the grizzlies twice and get the eight seed and i think oh you're excited this morning and i think that a (laughs) lakers blazers first round will be very entertaining wow okay hot take out of a not hot you know how i feel about the lakers i don't think that's hot. no but just to say they're gonna beat the grizzlies um all right I'm going to roll with... The Grizzlies aren't that good. I think I'm going to go with the Spurs. You know why? Because of Derek White? Because of Greg Popovich. Like, if you look at... Does he really care about this? all this, though? Like, yes. I feel like Popovich's head is out of the game. I disagree. I completely like, once disagree. once he lost Duncan, Ginobili... No, Parker, no. He's just having fun with no. it, like developing their young core. Like, he's not going to be able to see this core through. I think, absolutely. He will not get to see this team go to a title. It's too long of a rebuild. But I really believe he's going to take advantage of those teams that aren't going to put in the effort. He's going to have all the film in the world. Their team is filled with the most veterans, you could say, between LaMarcus Aldridge, Rudy Gay. LaMarcus is out? Yeah, LaMarcus is out. When? Shoulder injury, he's out. All right, I'm not going to go with the Spurs. I had no (laughs) clue LaMarcus Aldridge was out. I'm going to go with the... That's why we compliment each other. I'm going to go with the Pelicans then. It just feels like they want Zion in, and they're going to get Zion in. With that being said, you have Trailblazers, Grizzlies. You said the Trailblazers prevail. I think the Grizzlies would win one of those two games. I could definitely see it going to the second game. All of this does not truly matter because the Grizzlies, Trailblazers, Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, Suns, and then the Magic, and the Wizards would have to face the Bucks and the Lakers, which we think max of... Five games? I think the Blazers can take the Lakers six. Because I if think you the think the Lakers, Lakers go six games with any of those teams, I, it's hard for me to believe you think they're going to be a champion. Well, I do. Well, I don't. But um, I think the one thing that the Lakers are lacking without Avery Bradley, without Rajon Rondo, is the ability to defend an opposing backcourt. And a backcourt like... That's why I think the Rockets could give them trouble too. Not trouble to the point where they could lose, but... What, are you going to have Caruso and J.R. Smith guarding Dame and CJ? I think that can get you. It'll go at least five, and then it's more of like the can things go wrong for the Lakers one game where it goes six. Like, you look at the Clippers. Dame can win a um, game. He has that. The Clippers and the Warriors last year, the Clippers took them six in that round. Like, that can happen. They can have one game where they all go off and one game where the opposing team is very off. Like, I think that Blazers-Lakers series has the potential to go six games. All right, so we've got our final 16 locked. We're not going to go round by round, but we will briefly touch on everything. Let's start in the East. Bucks-Magic, we kind of agreed four or five games there. Raptors-Nets. You know what? The Nets might fall into the eight. Now that I'm looking at it, the Nets are sending yeah, no they one. They're only up a half they really game might. on the Magic. I really and you got you got to think you got to think that the Magic are pushing for that seven because historically you look last year they have the Raptors number. <laughs> That's a crazy theory, but I could easily see the Nets dropping. Dimwitty's not there, obviously. You no, know, KD Durant, DeAndre's out as well. Like they're nothing. They have Jamal Crawford. I think Michael Beasley went. He got a smoothie and then he flew back home. Um, so Nets would get smoked by the Bucks. 
Now I, it's I what I'm, I'm actually gonna look up the Nets. I don't know if ESPN will show me their bubble depth chart. Oh, it's miserable. Oh, no, they will. It's oh, miserable. They will. Chris Chioza. <laughs> Dude, do you remember when we went to the Grizzlies-Nets game mm. and he went off? Yeah, he was balling. He went off. Chris they were Chioza, down 30, but he went off. Future superstar and most improved player, Karis <laughs> LeVert. Joe Harris. Timothy Luau Cabarro is playing the four. Correct. Oy. Correct. He is atrocity. Yeah. He was a Sixers player that we drafted in the late first round where I was like, this is the guy. <laughs> this is the guy. Um, it wasn't. And then Jared Allen at the five. That is an atrocity of a team. With Tyler Johnson, didn't even know he was on that team. Mm-hmm. Jamal Crawford off the bench, Garrett Temple, and Dazanan Musa. What about um, is is Napier there? No. Okay. Wow. So the Nets, I'm actually pretty confident in saying they're going to be the eight seed. Be- you know what? I'm. They might go zero and eight. I'm pretty confident in saying that the Nets might be the nine seed. <laughs> wow. I think the Wizards can get up on that. That's pretty bold. Okay. All right. So let's focus on the core then. So that's Celtics, Heat, Pacers, Sixers. Uh, Celtics are nine and a half back and the Heat are 12. So Celtics are pretty much locked in the three. Now it's where it gets interesting. Heat at four. Doesn't really matter. They're going to be the four or five most likely unless the Pacers and Sixers go bonkers. Uh, But Pacers and Sixers are tied at five and six. You know how easy the Sixers schedule is. What do you think happens? And have we heard, is Oladipo playing, yes or no? He's been playing during scrimmages. We haven't confirmed. If he's playing during scrimmages, like, what are you doing? Right, I, mean, I don't get it. If I'm him, I'm thinking, well, there's a lot of talk about, like, some Kawhi Leonard stuff going on behind the background in Indiana about, like, what's good with his injury. Sabonis is a big loss for them. Oh, you forgot about so the Pacers, that. The Pacers are kind of irrelevant. Like, listen... The Sixers and the Pacers are both 14 games back of the one right now, so technically we're tied, but the Pacers have a tiebreaker for whatever reason. Um, I don't I don't see these teams going all out in these first eight games. I think it's more of a chemistry thing. I don't think one team is pushing for seeding versus the other. Like, you look at the Sixers. They could get the five or the six. That's a big difference yep. because you're looking at Miami in the first round or Boston in the first round. I don't care about the first round. I think we can beat both of those teams pretty pretty easily. But then it's, are you on the Milwaukee side of the bracket or are you not? And the way I think about it, I used to, before I was like super confident in the Sixers, like the whole, you know, before the break. <laughs> yes. Um, I was like, we need to get that. We need to stay in the six. We can't see Milwaukee in the second round. And now that I'm kind of cocky about it in a very bad way, we're going to have to see Milwaukee no matter what. That's correct. If we want to get to where we want to be, you're going to have to see them no matter what. So I don't really care who we play first round. If we play Boston first round, it has that big feeling because Boston's had our number. Historically, it's a big rivalry. If we play Miami, you have the story of Jimmy coming back. I think we can work Miami way more easily than we would Boston. But I don't see a problem with either of them given their lack of interior on to say you don't see a problem like if i'm a boston or heat fan listening to this i'm actually like probably screaming out loud right now like you're you are talking about those two teams who are currently have better records and better teams this season but but listen but listen and you're talking about them like they're the nets and you're gonna walk through them in four games Maybe no, you'll, no, you'll no, give no. them a game. It, it could get, it could go six, but we will not lose those. Exactly. I, and I, I'm I, here I will, to defend. I will bet those you. Heat. I will bet you. I will bet you a hundred dollars right now. No matter who the Sixers play first round, they'll get out of it. 
I think you no would beat the what. Heat. I would like to revisit that bet with the Celtics. All right. And the Heat have given you problems this year. They really have. Not really. Yes, we also, like, really. They, they they blew us out by thirty, yeah. sure, but we blew out them out by thirty. But they they have shown and they've shown to be the toughest team to play the Bucks this year as well. They're two and zero against the Bucks, so you can't fully discredit the they way. Have I, a good the coach. way I the way I view the Heat, yeah, of course. They the way I view the Heat is in this bubble scenario is they were clicking big time when the break ended. Teams have to work to build that chemistry up, and with a bunch of young guys that that matter to them between Bam, I just Hero, can't buy Duncan your Robinson, arguments because. Every team got worse in the bubble, and the Sixers got better somehow. So, like, you just got to be realistic. Yeah, that, that math has it. <laughs> so, let's see. In those in that East bubble. I also don't think Jimmy Butler can be the number one guy on a on a championship contending Who's, team. Who can be the number one guy on the Sixers on a championship contending team? Joel. Joel Embiid? Joel Embiid. If he can make it through. If he can make it through, that's always the biggest if question. If he can one. make it through. Um, I, I'm going, yeah, pace. If Sabonis was there and Oladipo was playing, I would be saying some dumb stuff about the Pacers. Cause I love like they're going to win a, like they're going to win two rounds yes. in the Eastern conference correct. finals. That's correct. That is fully correct. Without Sabonis with Oladipo up in the air, I think whoever gets that matchup, whether it's the heat or the, I guess in theory, Celtics. you guys could both, I mean, you could play the Pacers, which would be sick, but it would be at the four no or five. I mean, that would be over in three. <laughs> right exactly that would be over in three. so i think the whoever gets to play the pacers moves through i think the sixers will move past the pacers so you have heat sixers round one and I, sure i'll give it to the sixers but this is the big discussion in the east can anyone beat the bucks out of those four teams so the bucks would have to play a combo of sixers raptors or celtics two two out of the three of them what do you think so the thing with the and Bucks just try is, your hardest to put your biases aside. Listen, listen, listen give me your thi- give me your honest, and then you can give me your Sixers take. Perfect. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think between those teams, the team that can give the Bucks the most issues is a team like Boston. Really? Because because wow. the Bucks this year give up the least amount of shots in the paint, but they give up the most attempted threes. You look at a team like the Celtics. And they have all these wing players that if their if their shots are on and the Bucks are giving them these shots, then and they're hitting, then it could be a problem. So I think that is the main difference. Um, with the Sixers, the thing with them is, yeah, teams don't get to the paint against Milwaukee because they don't have that size and athleticism. I think the Sixers are that team that do have that size and athleticism. We saw it. We saw it Christmas Day. If the Sixers are shooting well against a team like Milwaukee, we can get to the paint versus them, and we can hit our shots. Listen, if you can do everything, yeah, you're gonna right. Play nah, it's just it's tough for me to hear when the Sixers are shooting well because I just think that's like they can beat them on any night without a doubt. But to do that four nights, expecting the Sixers to shoot a high clip from three, that's like listen, that's the, tough. the Sixers were actually an above average three point shooting team this year. It was when you get into the jump shots and the twos where they have a little trouble and right. their field goal percentage falls off. But the notion that we cannot hit threes, especially you, you bring a guy like Shake Milton in, who in the in the seven game listen, in the seven games he was starting before the break, he was averaging nineteen points, shooting over. Before 40%. the break doesn't matter. That's what I was told. Correct. That's what I was told. Well he's Hooping in the bubble. <laughs> he's hooping he's in Tobias's over, he's vlogs. Over, over 40% from three. That extra ball handler and ability to create with Ben as the screener is a big thing. He was everything that Markel was supposed to be. Markel will be that. Just wait. 
and I don't know. Let I me go back to something you said that I want to give you credit for, and I, I, this is a rare moment on the air. Abe actually broke down how you can beat the Bucks from an offensive standpoint, and everything we've heard up to this point was Celtics can't beat them because they don't have the size. The Raptors could. Celtics can't beat the Sixers because they don't have the size. Well, that too. And then you're talking about how you can beat the Bucks. It's true. The Bucks give up a lot of three-point shots, which is, you know, that could be a problem for them in the playoffs if teams get hot from three. Um, as for the defensive end, I think the Heat do pose the most problems for them. I think the Sixers probably pose similar problems. And the Raptors do pose those problems with Ibaka and Gasol, although they're a little older. It shouldn't be as big of an issue. But I just don't see any team giving the Bucks problems. And this is contingent on Abe's least favorite thing, and that was Chris Middleton, Bledsoe, Lopez, Corver, Wes Matthews were all playing excellent before the bubble. And to expect that to continue in the playoffs when the pressure's on, that is a different circumstance. Middleton kind of shied away last year. Everyone else kind of had a a nice little drop-off. So, yes, if Chris Middleton goes from an all-star and a 40-50-90 guy to a 30% shooter like he was last year then yeah, the Bucks are in trouble. But knowing you're going to get 35, 15, and 8, and the de- best defensive player in the league, or second best defensive player in the league, every single night, that base is just so high in a game that he's, he's accounting for almost 45% of their points every night. So you don't even need anything crazy from the Bucks roster. You just need them to be consistent. Listen, his 8, o- eight assists will come, but Did how you many you say anal assists? Maybe eight, <laughs> eight assists will come, but out of how many attempted assists? Because the thing with Giannis is assist are he gets to the bucket, the defense crashes, he kicks it out for three. Yeah. The Bucks have to shoot those threes, not Giannis, at an effective clip for him to get those assists. They did and make changes. Shooting- they, they did make changes. Corver's big. Wes Matthews is big. Bledsoe's been hitting. Lopez, I mean... Lopez is like the best three-point shooter ever. He's like Dirk at the top of the key. It's nuts. Ha- Dude... No, he doesn't even shoot from the top of the key. Shoots from he shoots deep. from three feet behind it. It's, it's nuts. It's absolutely buckshit crazy. I think the one team before we go to the West that we haven't talked about is the Raptors. Defending champs. I know they lost Kawhi. You don't really like them at all. Van Vliet has been massive for them. Again, Lowry is consistent as ever. He's not as good as Darren Fox, but consistent. Siakam, you have question marks. He's closed games this year. He's been really good. And you know what? I think sometimes... It's a it's slightly overrated in the playoffs when we're like you got to have that guy to close games. I think it's so. I, I think you're totally. I don't, face. dude. If you go back and look, yes, Kawhi was huge in a bunch of fourth quarters, but Van Vliet hit just as many shots. Lowry was just as big. Uh, Gasol hit a ton of shots. Norman Powell, I'm sure, hit a three or two. So, yes, you need that guy, and I think Siakam can be that guy. Maybe he can't be to the capacity Kawhi can. I think they would actually, I think they crush uh, whoever they play in the three seed. And I think they obviously run through the Magic or Nets. I think we so see. You think, the, you think the Raptors beat the Bucks? I, I think it's Bucks. I mean, the, the Celtics. I think the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Raptors, Bucks. I think people are sleeping on the Raptors. Listen, you, you talk about how you need that, you may not need that guy in the bubble. Let me point to game seven of the Sixers Raptors last year. Two point game, low scoring game. Kawhi had 41 points on 39 shots. Like, it is known that you have to go to that one guy. think about how inefficient that is. And they won the game. I understand. I understand, but I'm saying 41 points on 39 shots is replaceable. 
Like that's not some yeah. I mean, sick that's amount. What happens when you have a first team All NBA defender and Ben Simmons guarding? Exactly. Him. So you split those shots up between guys, and they're taking a higher efficiency. Like, like think about this, Abe. If James Harden takes forty one shot or thirty nine shots in the, in a, in a game seven and scores forty one, and like they, like you said, they're one shot away from potentially losing that game. The backlash on James Harden, like the slander for a decade. Uh, the James Harden slander it's ridiculous. has got to go. All right, we're going to move to the West. To That's a good transition. Now, one, thing about but... the Raptors, the one thing about the Raptors that I want to say, a big thing about them, similar to the Sixers, their home court is a big, big differential. They're yeah. not playing in front of that crowd, especially a team that's, that's, I'll call them young. I'll call them young. They're really not young at all, though. Like Pascal's as, as a it. team leader, Pascal's up and coming. But that's it. Van Fleet, eh. I know, but they can defend. They're well coached, but without that home court in the bubble, and without that, I'm not calling Alpha Pascal Siakam an alpha male yet. Like in terms that can mm-hmm. carry a team, I think they have trouble. So the funny thing about the Raptors, they're kind of that team that you look at the roster top to bottom, and you're like, okay, they're good. They're they're above average. They're actually really good. They're somehow the two seed again. Like we thought. If we went back, I think we might have picked them to miss the playoffs. Like, dead ass. Like, no I'm, way. I think I, I put them in, like, the six or seven. Right, seven. exactly. And now we, they're up at the two. The Raptors are that team you look at, and you're just like, I don't understand how they're going to beat any of these teams. They're not as good. And then they will go and beat all those teams. Like, they really will. They'll take the Bucks to six or seven, and we'll see. So who's your official pick out of the East? Speak. Okay, so Listen, Abe's rolling there's with no the Sixers. Reason, there's no reason the Sixers should be favorited over Milwaukee. That's not what I'm saying. Milwaukee should beat us. Psych. <laughs> um, but listen, if you put yourself in my position, mm-hmm. you have a championship contending team. Mm-hmm. No matter if the matchup goes for or against them, you're going to ride for your guys. Of course. And, I, you know, guys. I post stuff on my story all the time. It's like, who's going to the finals? Who's winning the finals? And trust me, I hear it. Luka, Dame. Uh, Jason Tatum. I'm just like, I mean, right. those are unrealistic. We're talking <laughs> exactly. I'm going with the Bucks. I think they're gonna the most game. The furthest the series is gonna go with six. I think they're that good. I think that's your rank the bet. rank the between Toronto, Boston, Miami, and Philly. One being the toughest matchup, four being the the biggest cakewalk. Rank those. I can't rank them because I don't know the progression and who's gonna play who because I think it's a matchup thing. I'll go. I'm saying forget best it, teams forget in the it. East. I'll say Bucks one. I'll go Raptors no, in terms two. Of who would give Milwaukee the uh, most trouble between those four teams? I really think it's the Raptors. In that order. I think it's the Raptors. So you go Raptors, then who? Then Second, Sixers, then Heat, then Celtics. I like wow, the you Celtics. Totally disagree with me. The, the Celtics are about a year away, in my opinion. Like, I haven't seen Kemba in the playoffs. Tatum, Jalen, like, give them another year. It's scary. And I do think they're going to need a big man to stop. Dude, I saw a freaking, you know how, like, those kids on Twitter, they make, like, prime underscore Jalen Brown yes. MVP oh my season. god I saw one the other day and it was best duo in the league and it was Tatum and Jalen I mean dude give it a, they're both Shut they're up. they're both averaging 20 a game I'm not saying right now obviously Tobias Harris is averaging 20 a game you think I'm calling him and Ben Simmons the best one two in the game I'm gonna give you a say, right exactly all right to the west we go uh Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, Thunder, Rockets, Mavs, Grizzlies. And then we already talked about that eight seed. So we're going to assume for this conversation, Dame is in the eight for Abe and the Grizzlies are the eight for me. So I think we both agree. Well, you said six for the Lakers. They're going to go through. 
Now it's where things get interesting. Lakers, Mavs. Uh, the Rockets and Thunder are tied up at 5-6, and six, and the Jazz are only a game ahead of both of them. I think before we go on, because they're not going to get the respect they deserve, can we just give shouts to CP3? I mean, shouts. like, that team was left for dead. We'll do our... We'll do our- our NBA awards later on, like when they get announced. But I mean, I'll just give you a sneak preview. I got Billy Donovan as coach of the year. I, I think that's a 100%. really good call. That's a really good call. 100%. Um, all right. So Rockets, uh, the problem with me picking the West is I actually really like a bunch of these teams in the West. I love CB3 as my boy. I think they could beat the Jazz in the first round and then they would run into the Lakers. They'd be toast there. You don't think the Thunder could beat the Jazz? I think the Thunder struggle in the bubble big time. It's one of those things that everything was going well for them. They have like, they had they had a very young core. I'm like so excited for this theory to just be absolute trash. Like Abe's, in my opinion, Abe's the West, the West is, is like, a three team conference. Okay, the West is a three team conference between the LA teams and Houston. If you're a team like Houston, I think you really want to get to that five four spot and you want to see the Lakers over the Clippers in the second round because, like I said, the Lakers have trouble defending the backcourt. Like, you're not going to put LeBron on Harden. You're going to have right, to so, Bruce so on him or something. Let's talk about that because I think this is the most interesting part, and I, I tend to agree. We'll talk about the Nuggets in a second. But I said the Rockets give the Lakers more trouble than the Clippers. And most people, and I thought you were on that train originally, but it sounds like you've kind of flipped. Most people say, no way, the Lakers are too big. They'll absolutely crush the Rockets down low. You're now in agreement with me that – I think it's just like a, a matchup nightmare both ways, and the Rockets could be trading threes for twos. Yeah, I mean, it's it, like you can you can spin it one of two ways, the Lakers versus the, the Rockets. You can say the Lakers are too big for the Rockets, or you could say the Rockets are too small for the Lakers. Right. Either way, it goes hand in hand. In that particular case, I think the Lakers could have trouble with the Rockets, but at the end of the day, I'm going to take LeBron and AD over Russ and Harden, and that's what it comes down to. I don't like... Call me crazy. Call me crazy. 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 I don't know if the way those two were playing as guard slash wings in the NBA, if like that duo is far behind AD and LeBron. Genuinely, I do not know. Yeah, I think they're they're the third best duo in the NBA. Who's the second? I think they're the th- Paul George and Kawhi. I think they're the third Dude, best duo. Russell yeah, Westbrook like, has let, let been have, playing. Like, can we pay our respect? Like, social media. Unbelievable. Social media. But he could beat him. He could beat him. He could be his own worst enemy. Yeah. So in the I playoffs. looked up. I was curious because Harden obviously averages thirty-five a game. And when I was doing my one-minute breakdown last night, I was like, okay, he's averaging thirty-five. The next closest guy is like twenty-nine. How many more shots a game is he averaging? He aver- He actually doesn't average the most shots per same game. Same amount of shots. And they take the same amount of shots. Now, same amount of shots. Where Russ is going to thrive, and I will continue to hammer this, is playing off ball on the wing and having space in the paint. He's like legitimately the most dangerous player in the world in that system. Like, there's you clear out. You clear out that paint, and nobody can stop Russ from getting to the basket. Like in theory, what they've built makes so much sense from an offensive standpoint. No one protecting the paint. Kick for threes, surround them with three-point shooters. I genuinely believe they can do it. AD's an elite defender. He can guard the perimeter, but he can't guard like a, a three, a true three. They're too fast for him. With if no I'm the Lakers, protection. If I'm the Lakers playing the Rockets, I think Anthony Davis on a Russell Westbrook is a strategy that you could roll out and Ooh. sag AD and sag AD to the end. Okay. I like if that. If Russ gets downhill, 
if Russ gets downhill, sure, he's hard to stop, but you need a big that's able to move. And I mean, you have the defensive player of the year can, potentially. In can Russell Westbrook be a 30% three-point shooter from three? I think that makes it super interesting. If he's down at 26% like he's been, they're probably Think about this. Trouble. Think about this. The offense is predicated just like the just like the Bucks on getting to the basket and kicking it out or getting a layup and getting mm. to the line. This Eric Gordon injury is big time. They said it, the X-ray is negative. He should be, like, by the time the playoffs rolls around, he should be fine. I, let me bring up one interesting point on this idea of Rockets, Lakers, or Clippers. More so for the Lakers. Vogel, I think we don't give him enough credit because we, if, Correct, once again. not the coach of the team. Right. Once again, if we went back, I think we both said Jason Kidd is coaching by the All-Star break, right? Vogel's been spectacular this year. He's kind of just like... Yeah, he's been very good at standing and listening on the sides right, while but, LeBron but, coaches the team. But you know what? Ty Lue always got in trouble for doing too much. Like He's just never and got... won a championship. He's never gotten along with his coach. The Rockets and what Daryl Morey's built and with Dan Tony and now with their system of small ball, they don't have a choice. Like They cannot go and just pull Tyson Chandler off the bench and start playing him 25 minutes a game. Whether or not things are going well for the Rockets, they will be playing small ball. P.J. Tucker will be guarding Anthony Davis for a seven-game series. AD might be getting 40 again. If things start AD, going... The last time the last time they played against the small ball Rockets, AD had 32-114 of 21 from right. the field. And, but who won that game? I honestly think the Rockets might have won. Regardless, my point is... What what if the Rockets win game one? What if they What if it's 1-1 after two? And the system is clearly working. Do you stick to your guns and keep playing Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, AD at the five, or AD at the four, rather? Or or does Vogel start to panic, and then they now don't use the bigs? Like It's, it's the conversation of I think- when, when the uh, Warriors always went small, teams would have to decide, okay, are we going to be stubborn and try to get buckets deep down in the paint? And then not be able to guard their three-point shooters, or are we going to match up with them? And no one's built to match up with the small ball lineup. If the Lakers get into a, I wouldn't say back against the wall, but a pressure situation mm-hmm. where, like, okay, this is now a series. I think back to when it was three-one against the Warriors in that game five, and it was get out of my way, Kyrie and LeBron show that's it. Each put up forty-one point triple doubles. If that comes to the case, it then becomes a LeBron and AD show where it's, I don't care what you're doing. We're just going to go through both of them each and every game. And you take those two players, and I like their chances. Who guards? Like they, they could play. Who guards, who guards LeBron them? on the Rockets? That, God. That's who? God. <laughs> that's the biggest question for me. Is like, I, I already know what they're going to do with AD, but. Like Russ. Who guards LeBron? Russ. PJ Tucker, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's. I don't know. You send you send doubles his way and force the ball into a J.R. Smith's hands or a Dion Waiters. That's the biggest thing. Is like Daryl Morey. And if they're hitting, Daryl Morey's hitting, in the lab right now, literally using us as an experiment. Do threes really over time count for more than twos? <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. All right. All credit to Daryl Morey and a team like that in the Bucks who knew what they have, and they just built the team around that. Right. I wish my team would do right. that. Right, exactly. Instead of stacking your team with a, a random-ass max stars. player and the, the horse stars. Um, all right, other teams in the West we haven't talked about. Luka, we, we, I think we agreed, could take a couple off the Clippers. Could be interesting. He could win a couple games by himself, which would be fun, but nothing too crazy. 
Now, the only other teams, Jazz, no Bogdanovich. I thought they were a sleeper if Conley had played well. Let's use your theory in this moment. If Mike Conley becomes what they expected him to be this season, and you have like almost an all-star level point guard in the West with Spida, Gobert, I just think like they needed all five of those guys with Bogdanovich to really compete. And once again, they're in the four of the five right now. They run into the Lakers. That's not a great situation. The Nuggets. You know who the Nuggets remind me of? The cutest team on planet Earth. They remind me of the Raptors without Kawhi Leonard. If anyone on that team could become a top five player for an entire playoff run, I think they have the talent and the coaching and the depth to beat any team in the NBA. The problem. Do we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about Skinny Jokic in the bubble thus far? Sure. Just a turnover machine. Sure. Listen, he might have lost that touch. You gotta take it into consideration. Uh, we are going to see what's go with Jokic. There's no doubt that you know big Jokic. Do we think Bull Bull gets legitimate playoff no, tick? But Michael Porter Jr. will get tick. So that PJ. that's been my tip actually to our card group was don't. It's crazy that I'm not in that group. Don't buy don't buy Bull Bull and buy MPJ. I don't think he'll get a ton. Also, he said some crazy shit last night on social media um about what he say he was just saying how like the some cancelable shit nah the coronavirus is all like a population control thing and it's fake it's uh, overblown okay. and like i'm fine with people having their own opinions the only reason why and someone pointed this out this wasn't my own thought was like cat's mom passed away from it so for someone in the nba read to, the room to read say room. that shit is just like oof, that is not good so read, read the maybe room. he doesn't get minutes regardless like I was saying, Raptors remind me of the Nuggets. Similar teams, not as much experience. It's just like, you know you're going to Siakam or Lowry late in games. Jamal this game, Jokic that game, Gary Harris that game. Like, I just never know who could put up 30 a night on that team, which is why. They're not They're not ready. It won't they're make not it ready. The so, all right, let's do it. Lakers Clips. Western Conference Finals. You know how I feel. Best team, best most talented team in the league, in my opinion, is the Clippers. Abe thinks the Lakers go to the finals against the Sixers. No, you're right. You're right. The Lakers, the Clippers are the most talented no team doubt. in the league. Okay, so you're talk right. me through how injuries aside, because they they're really not that injured headed into the bubble. How the Lakers can beat the Clippers in four of seven games because they have the best player in the world and another top five player that, in the world. That, Okay. All right. And the one of those, and they're mo- two of the most lethal duo I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I just listen. What it's going to come down to is can the Lakers role players step up? Can they step up? If they do step up and can be competent, and not AD and LeBron carry them on their back, then I think the Lakers have no problem. Where it becomes a series and where you can see the Clippers winning is if those shots aren't falling from people other than LeBron and AD. If they can't defend on the other end. Because we're all in agreement that the Clippers are a more talented and deep team. It's just, can the, can LeBron and AD get a little help? They don't need a lot of help. Kawhi and Paul George need more help than LeBron and AD do. <sighs> all right. So this is, this is because this is, and I said this before the season, this is LeBron's best teammate ever at this point in his career. AD is playing better than Dwayne Wade ever did, in my opinion. And I think that that's probably the only comparison. Mm-hmm. We expect, because in the past, this was the situation, right, Abe? Was you want any of LeBron's role players to just make open shots and to just, like, be net 
neutral and even. Correct. Because you know uh, that the other two will carry you above. Exactly. Them. Let's let's disregard let's disregard the KD Warriors because it was too complicated to even speak about that team. But this is the first time, in my opinion, that that the other players on a team are so much better than LeBron and AD's role players than we're used to. And with that being said, I think Kawhi and PG are so close to those two. They're definitely not on the same level. But but the net difference, like Kawhi will give, if he decides to guard LeBron, he will give him problems. And the, the Clippers have enough bodies to where AD will have 30 and 40 point games, but he's not going to shoot 14 of 21 every night. Like he's not going to just destroy them. And they have Doc Rivers. Like Beverly's going to be such a pest to them. And they're just so deep with Montrez. Lou is going to give a major issue. No one can guard Lou Will on that team. I just think they are so deep. And deep in terms of top seven and eight. Like, we always talk about, oh, they could bring Marcus Morris and Shamit. Like, I don't care about that shit. They're not going to play in crunch time. But when your top seven guys are all just legitimately tough basketball players, I don't know. I don't see them being – I think that second unit just gets absolutely slaughtered. Forget about the second unit. I just think that the Clippers literally have no answer. No answer to Anthony Davis. Oh, I really disagree with that. Difference. I think the Clippers have no answer for him. I don't know. And he will be, he will, in, in a series like that, you know what you're getting out of LeBron. Anthony Davis is the difference maker. And if he's playing like he has this entire year, it's a whole different setting. Listen, we've also haven't seen Anthony Davis that deep in a high pressure situation. So that's something to take and, into consideration. I'll hold on but it's to in a it. bubble. I'll, but it's in a bubble. Yeah, I'll hold on to the fact that, well, one, we talked about it before, but Lakers, no home court advantage. That's huge for them. You've acknowledged that uh, because they would have played seven home games in Staples Center, essentially. And I just think, like, if you Kawhi can close games, PG can close games, they're just, like, really freaking good. Would you be surprised if it went either way? No, you wouldn't. Wow. I, no, oh, wow. no, I would not be surprised. Okay. There because Anthony Davis is, he's that good. He's, he's the best or second best defensive player in the year in the league. And he's a top five player in the league. But I, I think we're lined up for Clippers bucks and we can talk about Sixers Lakers if that's your final pick. But I, it, it's weird because I think the Clippers are a nightmare for the bucks as well. I agree. But I have I the bucks beating them. So I don't know. I think the Clippers have no if if in this fantasy world where the Clippers play the Bucks that you speak of in this <laughs> fantasy land, I think hypothetically speaking, the Clippers would have no problem with the Bucks. No problem. They have a guy in Kawhi who's been there before, who knows what to do, who is that guy, who is the second best player on planet Earth, that he can do it. And I just don't think that the Bucks role players, Chris Middleton, is he able to be that second guy in a, on a championship? He team? is. He's that good. He's that good because Giannis is that good. That's what it is. Like you don't need a true number two. You need like a kind of number two guy. In fantasy land, the Clippers would wash the box. Okay. All right. And your finals pick. The Lakers versus the Sixers. Okay. And who are you picking? We'll preview it when it happens. <laughs> I haven't. Listen, if the Sixers get to the finals, I think it just has to be I'm happy to be here. You know? Oh my God! Yeah, I'm sure you're gonna love losing to LeBron. James. No, it's gonna suck. Right. It'll be a heartbreak. But like at that point, 
I just got to be happy that we made it there. All right, fair enough. All right, that is our NBA bubble preview. I'm going Bucks over Clippers in six. Abe is just going Lakers, Sixers, and saying, uh, what amendment is it? What amendment is it? I can't. Plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. All right, we're going to take a quick break. After that, we're going to quickly discuss NFL and MLB situation, and then we are ranking the top three players in the bubble that are not in the top five players in the world. So the top five, it was a consensus between Abe and I. Giannis, Kawhi, LeBron, AD, and James Harden. No particular order. Not in that order. Correct. No particular order except Giannis is one. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back after that. All right, fam. We are back. We're kicking it off with a little MLB NFL talk. So the MLB season is still somehow going on. Joe Kelly is an absolute legend. But the Marlins test positive. The Phillies get a couple games canceled. The Orioles move their schedule around because they were supposed to play the Marlins. We don't really care if baseball season finishes because the Phillies stink and the Orioles are the best team in the AL East. But what's this mean for the NFL? Because six Patriots have dropped out. Michael Pierce from the Vikings, who was their big offseason signing, drops out. There hasn't been that true superstar yet, but it feels like it's coming very soon. If the, the MLB, if the MLB needs to be the Mark Jackson so that the NFL can be Steve Kerr, so be it. <laughs> so be if it. the MLB needs to die so the NFL can prosper, so be it. Now we just sit here and pray that the NFL can somehow learn from the MLB. But let's not sit here and pretend like the MLB didn't expect this. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't unprecedented what's happening. Oh, there's a pandemic going on that millions of people were infected? No way it'll infect our players. They're superstar athletes. Come on. Let's not play stupid. Listen, in my opinion, no bubble, no sports, which is scary. And do you think NFL, NFL can do a bubble? No, that's the scary part, because I think you would need a whole state, given the amount of personnel that you need on every weekly basis. But I think the NFL needs to, I think the NFL will start. Finishing is a whole different story, and I think they need to be prepared. Like the MLB, they didn't bake many rest days and like right. for weather, right. for weather, for this type of shit into their schedule. The NFL needs to not even set a date for the Super Bowl. I know you have to, but push it back to March maybe so that you can have a few weeks in between where if you have to cancel games, you can replace them. I think you're foolish to think that the NFL can go 16 weeks as scheduled. All right, so this is the benefit in being part of the Snapback fam. We bring you incredible knowledge and information as well as humor. My mom, who's in the beer business, but obviously we have the relationship with the Ravens, spoke to their connection or relationship person with Tampa. And the word is, and I couldn't I couldn't get the final answer, but the word is they have about three or four extra weeks. They can they can go to the first Wait, what a good idea it is to have a Super Bowl in Florida. Right. This this pandemic would be so much easier and the country would be so much better if we just got rid of Florida. Uh, if you're listening to this from Florida, <laughs> sorry. So you get four extra weeks the NFL has reserved, or the city of Tampa Bay can still put on the Super Bowl. Also, if there's no fans there, like, I'm sorry, Tampa, maybe we got to knock you till like 2028 for your next Super Bowl. Let's just put it wherever we can play. But they do have that leeway. It feels like what if they inserted... Super Bowl with no fans. What if, right. What if they inserted another bye week? That could give that rest that you were talking about. Not the rest, but the ability to manage other people's schedules. If a game had to get canceled, that would be nice. Um, I I think I agree with you. It's tough. Also, baseball, football. Like, baseball, they're talking about they're more distance. Football, these guys are sweating and spitting on each other all game long. It's scary. They didn't even have policies in place to begin with. 
and I don't want to get political on this show, but I saw some people who say, you know, the coronavirus, Michael Porter Jr. is, you know, it's just like a, it's fake. It's fake news. You don't need to wear a mask, all that stuff. It's political, right? Wearing a mask has become political because the, the rights theory is they want to get Trump out of office. So they're going to keep doing that. Look, I'm not a huge Donald Trump fan, but the one thing I can promise you is this. There's not a single American who would sacrifice a football season to get him out of office. So your theory that this is all like this is what you're essentially saying is they're going to continue faking the coronavirus to eliminate football and Donald Trump. I don't think many people are trading Trump for for the NFL. So I think that. Yeah, someone made a good point for the NFL. I think, well, not, I don't think this person thinks not playing every day, like they play once a week is a big positive. Mm-hmm. So if someone tests positive, you don't have to immediately cancel the game. Great Plus point. it's only you're traveling once a week. Yep. To me, why wouldn't, I don't think it's possible for the NFL to go to a bubble, but for the MLB, what is the point in not having a bubble? Like Adam Silver said it. We thought that there's no reason to travel if there are no fans right. and there's no fans in MLB. So why do you need to travel? This was inevitable. I think the bubble system, you look to the NFL, I mean, the NBA, it's working. You look to the NHL thus far, it's working. MLS, soccer, who cares? Even though one team had to drop. (laughs) The bubble works. And even though it might not be possible with the NFL, the NFL needs to learn from the MLB. I find it hard to believe it's not possible because I understand. What if you World Cup bubbled it? You know, do it by division, right? So if you did, you did... um, like the Eagles, the Steelers, the Jets, the Giants. Oh, we could walk through that division. Um, <laughs> but the Jet, the Ravens. Oh, what if we had an Eagles Ravens division? That, We're close. That's what I'm saying. If you put the AFC North and the NFC guys. East in a eight team bubble, like that seems more realistic. Like change up the schedule. Right. Change up how it goes. Right. No one would care. But to to just not do a bubble, I get that they they do fly private and they do like. There's not as travel actually doesn't seem like as big a deal as it does for another human who just has to fly commercial. I don't know. It's scary. All right, let's get let's do some ranks. Please, NFL. Please. Yeah, seriously. Just I don't fight. I, I really was thinking about no football this year. Please. And I was, we already know there's gonna be no college. Please, NFL. Yeah. Figure this thing out. Yeah. All right. If you want to bring me and Jack in, we got some good ideas, good minds. We're happy to help. We will we would love to do that. All right, on to ranked. We are ranking the top three players in the bubble that are not within the top five players in the league. Steph Curry does not count because he's hurt, even though he's the best player in the world. James Harden, Giannis, LeBron, AD, and Kawhi Leonard. Those were our consensus five. Now we're going to do the top three players that are not those five players. I did not actually do this in a one, two, three, but I'll do it right now for the sake of it. Uh, My number three, Luka Doncic. Luca is number, you know, he could win a couple games in the playoffs. What if Porzingis was like actually played up to his potential? That would make so the Sixers played the Sixers played the Mavericks last night in a scrimmage. I watched the first half. Kristaps Porzingis is so damn good. Yeah, like, like that's what he I'm is saying. Unbelievable. He's like he's the, coming off a torn ACL. He's literally like, Anthony. He's having a good season. He's like Anthony he Davis. Unbelievable. Like yeah. he is literally a worse Anthony Davis because he's just Kristaps and Kristaps and Luka Doncic together will win a championship. If they got like a Brad Beal or something on that team, it's I mean it's over. Uh, so you went Luka three as well. Who's your number two? Number two, the ability, I was deciding between two players here, Paul George and Damian Lillard. The difference for me is Paul George can do it at both ends of the floor. 
I've just always been a huge PG fan. I'm going to go with PG at two. Okay. All right. Wait. PG can do it at both ends of the floor, but you still went with Dame as number one? No, I said PG. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, my number one was locked in. <laughs> oh, okay. Dame's out. Okay. Dame's out. Okay. All right. So who who was that between? Paul George and Dame. Dame was either out or... <laughs> Your reason... You just said... I know you said PG reason. can do it at both ends of the floor. So at that point, he's still behind Dame. Luka three, Paul George two. Forget I even said Damian Miller. <laughs> All right. My number two is Russell Westbrook. I think that's the guy you forgot about. Russell's playing... Nope, I didn't. ...at a legitimate MVP level. Paul George has faded in the playoffs the past couple years. I don't know how he got the nickname Playoff P. He's been miserable. I think he scored single digits. From those... From those uh, those runs with Indiana where it was him and right like that that was five years ago so playoff P better show up if he want now again he doesn't have to be the number one so I think that's convenient but Russell Westbrook I mean he is just he's good I feel like you're really good your thing with Russ is so confusing because you talk down on him a ton but you also talk highly Russell Westbrook yeah I speak facts in English okay all right my number one is Dame I honestly almost went with Russ at one Paul George not on my list I went with three point guards, although Luca's you know more of a point forward. But you need star point guards in this league as well as you need wings. I think wings are obviously huge to play both ends. But Dame took a team to the Western Conference Finals last year. He's the 2K cover. You don't see Paul George or Russ on the 2K cover this year. Paul George was on the 2K This cover. year. This year. <laughs> Dame, Dalla Dame. Right now the biggest question mark is, will Dame even be in the playoffs? So does it really matter? My number one player, and there's negative bias in this, is Joel Embiid. Oh, Dame's not on your list? No. Wait, Damian Lillard's not on your list? No. Oh, okay. Joel Embiid, number one. Not a single player can guard him one-on-one in the NBA. And he's one of the top three defensive players in the league. No. Four defensive players in the league. Okay. No. Top three or four, depending on how you look at it. Listen. He's the most dominant. Well, Giannis is the most dominant. He's the second best player in the Eastern Conference. There's no doubt in my mind. I'm going with Joel Embiid. Wow. No Damian Lillard. That's going to upset some Blazers fans out there. Other thing I just... He's nine. He's nine. Honorable mention, Derek White. (laughs) Other thing I discovered while looking at James Harden's stats last night was CJ shoots like 22 shots a game. And I was like... He's "Eh, a bucket. He's a bucket, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that move that, that was going that was tough. So, That was tough. That, that was, was tough. clean. All right, fam. That is our NBA bubble preview. Let us know. Please get. We're back, baby. The NBA is back. Dave Let's is get hyped, back fam. With Sixers talk and things have just spiraled Imagine back. Imagine the Knicks were in the bubble right now, like if they were competing for the. Oh, eight. my God. I mean, <laughs> I don't even want to talk about the fact that we're going to be lining up, like, I don't know, Frank Niddle, Akina Zabavin, RJ Bell. Happy birthday, Frank. Happy birthday, Happy Frank. birthday, Frankie Smokes. All right, fam. We will talk to you on Monday. Oh, Abe, we totally forgot to preview Pelicans, Jazz, and Lakers clip. Let's do it in two minutes, one minute each game. Pelicans, Jazz, thoughts? Um, I think it'll be a competitive game because both teams are playing for something. And I'm going to go, if the Zion plays, I'm going to go with the Pelicans 106 to 100. And if you look to the Clippers, Lakers, I think that nobody gives a shit on this team. Half the Clippers role players might not be playing. Anthony Davis might not play. This is just going to be a tune-up preseason game. That being said, I'm going to go with the Lakers, 200 to 100. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to score predictions. I'm going to go with I, – I was 
I mean, I have to make my bet of the day. This is the return for the bet of the day. What should we wow. do? Because, like you said, I have no... Jazz co- with the points. Jazz with the points. I think that's where it is. But then I'm thinking, like you said, I know the Jazz are going to be trying, and they're going to have something to prove, but I don't know. I'm going Pelicans. All right, fam. Pelicans win. Clippers win. We'll see you on Monday. Peace. Peace. I got my eyes on you You're everything that I see I want your high love and emotion Endlessly I can't get over you You left your mark on me I want your high love and emotion Endlessly Cause you're a good girl and you know it You act so different around me Get over you You left your mark on me